Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. Welcome to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs, broadcasting live from the NYC. It is Wednesday, March 14, 2018. For the next hour, I'm going to bring you the latest celebrity and entertainment news on O.J. Simpson, Craig Mack, Miley Cyrus, Kristen Wiig, Lisa Bonet, and a whole lot more. So don't go anywhere. I'll be right back after these messages. The average time a resume spends on an HR manager's desk is seven seconds, and most of them are tossed aside. Now imagine if one of those resumes belonged to Yasmin, who was... Living in a shelter, juggling three jobs. I had to be resilient. That's something that you can't teach. We rely so much on a resume, yet it could never tell the full story of someone who... Had to be independent and take initiative, and that's how I handle every project I get. Discover new ways to develop great talent at gradsoflife.org. Brought to you by Grads of Life and the Ad Council. 85 million adults in America has high blood pressure and are at risk of having a stroke or heart attack. You may not feel symptoms, but the results from uncontrolled blood pressure are far from silent. Get back on your treatment plan or talk with your doctor to create a plan that works for you. Go to loweryourhbp.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its High Blood Pressure Awareness Partners. Hope you enjoyed your meal. And I just want to say... He's lucky to have a brother like you. Lucky? Caring for my brother is far from easy. But he's a part of me, like my arms and legs, so I'll be his. No time for tired. Nothing can disable this love. He needs me, but I'm the lucky one, even though I need help now and then. If you're caring for a loved one, visit aarp.org caregiving for care guides and community. Support for your strength. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Joan Gibbs, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment and celebrity news and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know more about it, click on the follow-up button on top of the show page. That way it will send you a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, if you want to make a comment about any of today's stories, give me a call. The call-in number is 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. Again, that's 347-637-2656. And press the number one. Also, like us on Facebook. Just go to www.facebook.com slash thatsentertainment.radio. Follow us on Twitter at That's Entertain One. That's T-H-A-T-S, Entertain, and the number one. You can also follow me on Twitter at Stiletto14, Stiletto Like the Shoe, S-T-I-L-E-T-T-O, and the number 14. And most importantly, follow me on Instagram. Just go to T-Jones Gibbs. That's T-J-O-N-E-S. G-I-B-B-S. Right now, the current temperature in the NY is a mostly sunny 38 degrees. Before I get started with the uh, first story of the day, I'd like to give a shout-out to everyone, all my listeners who are tuning in on the phone lines, in the chat room. Thanks again, once again, for joining me here on this Wednesday afternoon. And if this is your first time listening to the show, welcome. 
I broadcast from 1 to 2 p.m. Eastern here on BTR. Next month, April, will mark our 8th anniversary here on Blog Talk Radio. And I'd like to thank everyone who is still listening to the show and has been there from the very beginning. So thank you so much for all of your support. So how is everybody doing? It's Wednesday. You know, we only got two more days before it's Friday. So how has everyone been? Um, right here in the Northeast, we're going to get ready to have another Nor'easter, the fourth one in a week and a half. And some people are still having no power. They still don't have any power since the first one. So we're a little still bummed about that. And get this, but spring is supposed to be next week. Daylight saving time happened this past Sunday. How are you adjusting to the time? I know some people say it takes them about a day or two to get used to the time. And in some states, they don't even change the clocks at all. So, well, another week of entertainment. This week we're going to be talking about O.J. Simpson. I don't know how many of you guys saw that uh, interview. Uh, it's an old interview that he did back in 20, 2006. Uh, it was televised. And uh, what's your opinion about it if you saw the interview? Well, come to find out, O.J.'s uh, attorney, Malcolm Laverne, had said that O.J. might have regrets for participating in that controversial 2006 interview. I'll tell you the latest. Also, we're going to uh, pay homage to one of New York's finest. We lost another one of our uh, icon rappers, Craig Mack, who was the first artist on P. Diddy's Bad Boy, Boy label. Um, he matter of fact, he was the first artist to sign on, and then uh, Biggie came after. Unfortunately, he died on Monday due to heart failure. And as you remember, um, Craig Mack is famous for his 1994 hit, Flavor in Your Ear. And uh, from then, we never heard any more about him. He just... He had came out with another uh, project, and um, he didn't do so well. And then after that, we haven't heard from him. He had moved down south to South Carolina. And from uh, this current story, uh, he was in the process of producing a new album. Um, he was working on it. And uh matter of fact, one of his closest friends, another rap icon, a legend, Chuck D., he uh said that uh, he was he had he had talked to Craig Mack, he knew about his illness and said that Craig Mack said that he was prepared for what was ever coming. He knew that he was gonna be going away soon and he was prepared. Uh he was he wasn't scared, he was ready to pass on, so I'll tell you more about that. Uh Miley Cyrus is in hot water. Uh, she is being sued by a Jamaican songwriter for uh, alleged copyright infringement over her single "We Can't Stop." Tell you more about it, and it's official. Wonder Woman two has a new villain, villain, and uh, it's not who you would think. A lot of people found out uh, that it was it's comedic actress uh, Kristen Wiig, and uh, people are have their are feeling a certain kind of way about her being this villain called Cheetah. They said, how can a comedic actress who we can't really take serious for this role be? Wonder Woman's next villain, so uh, I'll tell you the latest. And also, uh, you know, 
with all of uh, this whole trial and tribulation about Bill Cosby, his current trial, there's one Cosby Show alum who hadn't spoken about Bill Cosby until now, and we're talking about the oldest, the second to the oldest daughter, uh, Lisa Bonet. Uh, she has her um, thoughts about Bill Cosby, and uh, compared to the other Cosby kids, uh, Rudy, uh, Keisha Knight Pullum, and and, and uh, Malcolm Jamal Warner, they uh, she went a different route with it, and I'll tell you what she had to say. And how many of you guys saw the 2018 iHeart Radio Music Awards? It was on Sunday, this past Sunday, March 11. If you didn't get to see it, I'll tell you who won, who was one of the biggest winners for this year. So without further ado, let's get started with the most talked about stories of the week. Hit it. <laughs> All right. Well, O.J. Simpson's attorney, Malcolm Laverne, said that his client regrets participating in his controversial 2006 interview that was televised nationally on Sunday, in which O.J. gives a hypothetical account of the murders of Nicole Brown Simpson and Ron Goldman. The interview with Judith Reagan was part of a book deal that required O.J. to offer a hypothetical version of events many took to be his way of confessing to the 1994 murders in California. But Laverne said that that's not true. In an interview with KTNV, he said Simpson had always maintained his innocence and that he only agreed to the book deal because he needed the money. Laverne said that Simpson learned a lot in the nine years he spent in prison stemming from the Palace Station robbery case in Las Vegas and that the 2006 O.J. Simpson is not the 2018 O.J. Simpson. Those were his words. Laverne said that Simpson is currently focused on living under the radar and rebuilding his life in Las Vegas with no interest in any other interviews or rehashing the 1994 case. And New York has lost one of its rappers. On Monday, March 12, Craig Mack died at 47 of heart failure. He died at a hospital near his Waterboro, South Carolina home. The 1994 Flavor in Your Ear hit maker had been ill for some time, and he told his friends that he would not live long. One friend, Chuck D., delivered a message of sympathy through a Twitter post. It read, quote, Rest in Beats, Craig Mack. Uh, Alvin Tony, who produced Mack's day, album Project Funk the World and a Get Down also expressed his sympathy saying that God bless my friend. He was a good friend of mine. He was prepared for whatever comes to go home to the Lord. He was prepared to do that. He wasn't scared. He was ready. Unquote. Mac was born in the Bronx on May 10, 1970 and was raised in Long Island. He had begun writing his own songs since he was 12 years old and as a boy he dreamed of making himself big like LL Cool J and Run D MC. He began rapping as a teenager and he released one single, Just Rhyming, which was also known as Get Retarded at 18. A few years later, he met the bad boy entertainer founder P. Diddy outside the New York club, uh, New York nightclub Mecca. Diddy, who found uh, Mr. Mac expressive with his freestyling, signed him. He found him impressive, I'm sorry, with his freestyling, and he signed up 
signed him up to a contract, and soon his 1994 hit single, Flavor in Your Ear, was born. It sold over a million copies and was nominated for a Grammy for Best Rap Solo. The song spawned a remix of Who's Who, a rap remix featuring Notorious B.I.G., LL Cool J., Buster Rhymes, and Rampage. Mac is survived by a wife and two daughters. Wow. And Miley Cyrus has landed in hot water. The former Disney darling is sued by a Jamaican songwriter, Michael May, who performs under the name uh, Florgon for an alleged copyright infringement over her single, We Can't Stop. In a lawsuit filed on March 13, May claimed that Cyrus' 2013 banger infringes on his single, We Run Things, which he recorded back in 1988. His lawyer argued that Cyrus and her co-writers substantially incorporated May's vocal melody, Candace, inflection, and vocal rhyme or rhythm. In addition, his lawyer claimed that We Can't Stop featured a substantially similar hook and specifically cited the lyrics, We Run Things, Things Don't Run We. May also claims that the songstress stole his unique and creative lyrical phraseology in order to establish an overarching and pervasive theme in the realms of self-discovering and self-governing. Producer Mike Will Mated and Rock City Cyrus manager Larry Rudolph, as well as record label RCA Records and Sony Music, are also named in the lawsuit. May is now seeking a trial by jury, an injunction to halt sales, and for the performances of the song, damages and attorney fees. Reps for Cyrus did not immediately respond to requests for comment. We Can't Stop was released on June 3, 2013 through RCA Records. It served as a lead single off of Cyrus' fourth studio album, Bangers, which debuted atop Billboard's 200. The song peaked at number two on Billboard's Hot 100, despite receiving mixed reviews from music critics. An accompanying music video for the song was released on June 19th in the same year, and it was directed by Diane Martell. Now, the song won the Choice Summer Song and was nominated for Choice Single, Female Artist at the 2013 Teen Choice Awards. Billboard critics listed the song as one of the best songs of 2013 for being one of the bolder musical choices in recent memories, and that risk paid off tremendously. And it's official. Wonder Woman 2 has found its villain villain in uh, Kristen Wiig. Wonder Woman director Patty Jenkins, who will return at the helm for the sequel, has confirmed on Twitter that the bridesmaid actress is tapped to play Cheetah, who will antagonize Gal Gadot, Diane Prince, in the upcoming movie. It was previously reported that the Amazing Spider-Man star and Oscar-winning actress Emma Stone was offered the role, but she turned it down. There are four different incarnations of Cheetah since the character debuted. The the cinematic cinematic, uh, iteration of the character is said to be based on the current Cheetah Barbara Ann Minerva. Minerva is a British anthropologist and heiress who gains the power of the cheetah after an expedition to an African jungle. Now, the plot details of Wonder Woman 2 are still scarce, but it's said to be set in the 80s during the waning days of the Cold War. Jenkins additionally said that she wanted Wonder Woman to come to America in the sequel, telling Entertainment Weekly it's time. Fans had mixed reaction to the casting news since Wig is best known for her comedic roles and her works in comedy movies such as Despicable Me and Ghostbusters. Some people doubt if she is right, the right choice for the villain role. 
However, there are many fans who believe in Jenkins and her choice. Wonder Woman 2 will begin production in May in the United Kingdom. The movie is slated for a November 1, 2019 release in the United States. And have you ever wondered why you haven't heard from the Cosby Show alum Lisa Bonet about Bill Cosby's current trial and tribulations? Well, wonder no more because the actress is speaking out, but it's probably not what the the Cos and his supporters might want to hear. Bonet had remained silent regarding the 60 women who had accused Cosby of sexual assault and harassment. In a new Netta Porter interview, Bonet said she always felt a sinister shadow energy from her former TV dad. The article touches on many topics, including Bonet's post-Cosby show career, and when asked if the allegations about Cosby, which include Andrea Constant claimed that he drugged and raped her in 2005, how sour the experience of being part of an iconic TV family, Bonet said, quote, no, it's exactly as I remember it, unquote. Bonet, who left the Cosby show and went on to start in the spinoff A Different World, was asked if she ever sensed that anything was happening. Well, she said that it was an interesting question, and Bonet gave an equivalently interesting answer. She said, quote, there was no knowledge of my part about his specific action, but there was just energy, and that type of sinister shadow energy cannot be concealed. She, she was also asked if she ever sensed a darkness regarding Cosby, and she said, quote, always. And if I, if I had anything more to reveal, then it would have happened a long time ago. That's my nature. The truth will set you free, unquote. Though she also still holds the series in high regards, Bonet doesn't show the same concern about preserving the beloved sitcom legacy as her former co-star Rashad Warner and Keisha Knight Poem, who all stand behind Cosby. But then... Lisa Bonet always had a more continuous relationship with Cosby, who fired her from the popular show over creative differences, namely the fact that she did a sex scene with actor Mickey Rourke in the movie Angel Heart. Now, it's uh, it, you know it's crazy because Bill Cosby had criticized. Uh, it was kind of hypocritical because, in retrospect, you know here she was getting criticized for doing a sex scene, but. Now, Bill Cosby is alleged to sexually um, uh, sexually assault and harassment over for regarding these sixty women allegedly. So how ironic! Um, so you know, I, for her, she probably said, you know, she's probably saying karma is a bitch. <laughs> but uh, she said justice will reveal. She said, I, I'll just leave all that to karma and justice and what will be. Right now we have here 18 minutes after the hour. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy jones Gibb, where every week between 1 to 2 p.m. Eastern, I we give you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know more about the show, make sure you become a registered listener here on Blog Talk Radio. Just register here. It's free. And uh, you not only can check out my show here on Blog Talk Radio, you can check out other shows here on the network as well. And if you can't listen to the whole entire hour, I understand because, you know, sometimes we all leave 
to have busy lives. If you can put in 15 minutes of listening or a half an hour, that is cool with me. And if you want to just come back and listen to the show in this whole entirely, you can always go back to the archives here on BTR, or you can also check the show out on Stitcher.com. That's S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R.com. It's a website with over probably now over 100,000 radio shows and podcasts, and all you have to do is type Bass Entertainment Online Radio in the search box, and you can listen to the show there as well. The 2018 iHeartRadio Music Award has officially ended as some musicians were named the biggest winner at the annual award show, which took place at the Forum in Los Angeles on Sunday, March 11. Among them were Cardi B and Ed Sheeran. Cardi won for Best New Artist and Best New Hip Hop Artist. During her acceptance speech after receiving the trophy for the former, uh, the Raptress thanked her fans and haters. Meanwhile, Ed took home Male Artist of the Year and Song of the Year for Shape of You. Other musicians who went home with two awards were the Chainsmokers, Bruno Mars, Louis Fonsi, Harry Styles, Collaborate 50, and Bangtan Boys, a.k.a. BTS. While Bruno won R&B Artist of the Year and R&B Song of the Year for That's What I Like, the South Korean boy band Notch Best Fan Army presented by Taco Bell and Best Boy Band. Also at the event, Chance the Rapper was honored with the Innovator Award for his accomplishment in the music industry and dedicated to social activism. He gave a shout-out to other innovative artists such as James Brown, Nicki Minaj, and Beyonce Knowles during his acceptance speech. Other musicians who won at the event include Taylor Swift, Liam Payne, Maroon 5, DJ Khaled, and Ariana Grande, and she won for the cutest musician pet. How cute is that? And Captain America star Chris Evans appeared in just... He, he He's, you know, he appeared to just confirm Marvel's plan for an unannounced Black Widow movie in an interview while talking about the stunning box office success of Black Panther. Now, he believes the film could top, if not match, the success of Disney Marvel epic superhero adventure. Ryan Coogler Black Panther's director, he set a box office record over the weekend. The film has reportedly bagged over $400 million, and more than half that figure was banked domestically over the four-day Presidential Day weekend. It's the biggest opening in February and the fifth highest of all time behind only Star Wars, The Force Awakens, at $248 million. Star Wars The Last Jedi at $220 million, Jurassic Park at $208 million, and The Avengers at $207 million per based on variety. The film took in an impressive $24 million, I'm sorry, $21 million on Tuesday, the highest Tuesday gross for a Marvel Cinematic Universe title, and the seventh biggest Tuesday total of all time. According to Variety, Tuesday International Take was $14.6 million for a total of $199.2 million, led by the U.K. with $28.5 million and South Korea with $28.3 million. It already has a worldwide total of, get this, $462.3 million. And speaking of Black Panther, it's no surprise to no one that it's a, it's going to officially get a sequel. Marvel Studio head Kevin uh, Feige made it official during an interview with EW. 
the cultural phenomenon that has shattered box office records and sit atop the list for a fourth consecutive week will get a second film. The Fig is keeping further details under wraps. No word yet on a potential release date, but diehard fans have calculated it with likely around between the year 2022 after a bunch of other Marvel films scheduled to premiere in the next four years. And Margot Robbie has entered a negotiation to play Sharon Tate in Quentin Tarantino's next film. The Australian beauty had long been rumored being eyed for the the for the said role in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and now Deadline reports that talks are underway to make it happen. The Suicide Squad actress was previously being coy when asked about her possible involvement in the Charles Mason movie, saying, quote, nothing's official, but I could kill the work with Tarantino, unquote. Should the deal be sealed, she will star opposite Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio, who have been tapped to take the lead roles. Set in Los Angeles in 1969 at the height of hippie Hollywood, the film followed Rick Dalton, played by DiCaprio, former star of a Western TV series, and his longtime stunt double, Cliff Booth, played by Pitt. Both are struggling to make it in Hollywood. They don't recognize anyone, but Rick has a very famous next-door neighbor, Sharon Tate. Now, Tay was an American actress and model. She was killed by Charles Mason cult members in 1969 when she was eight months pregnant with her and Roman Polotsky baby. She was only 26 years old. Now, Robbie is fresh off her critical acclaimed performance as disgraced figure skater Tanya Harding in the biopic I, Tanya. She earned Best Actress nomination at the Academy Awards, Golden Globe, SAG, and BAFTA Award ceremonies for the role. She has filmed Mary, Queen of Scots, in which she portrays Queen Elizabeth I and is expected to reprise her role as Harley Quinn in Suicide Squad sequel and other spinoffs of the DC movie. Right now we... Uh Right now we have about 25 minutes uh, after the hour. Uh, coming up, we uh, Steve Harvey is back in the news. Uh, once again, he has uh, he has uh, once again been sued. He has been well. Once again, he has found himself in a huge scandal, and uh, well, I'll tell you more about it. What what happened this time? You know. Um, also coming up, uh, Zayn Malik, um, and I don't know if you guys heard this, Zayn and Gigi Hadid uh, have broken up. Uh, the hit maker, uh, he, he right now, uh, he is uh, currently following Demi Lovato for some reason. And uh, they talked about this shocking split. They've only been together for about um, two years. So, they, yeah, they called it quits. And uh, also, uh, speaking of uh, rumors about a possible breakup, Big Sean and Janae Aiko, there's rumors going about around that Big Sean had cheated on Janae Aiko with the uh, singer, Nicole Scherzinger, and uh, people are, are, like, going crazy on Twitter, so I'll tell you more about that. Uh, Meek Mill's mother is calling on the Philadelphia district attorney to step in to help her jail son. I'll tell you more about that. And Jules Santana has been um, arrested for, uh, apparently he was uh, carrying a a loaded firearm when he was going to the airport, when he was at the TSA checkpoint. And uh, he, once they 
realized he had this gun, they were checking, he, he ran. But he finally turned himself in, and he talked with the, uh, the Port Authority Police Department, and uh, they said that carrying a weapon on an aircraft could give you a 10-year maximum sentence. So I'll tell you more about that. And also a former... It's a different world actor, Daryl M. Bell, who played Dwayne Wade's friend, Ron Johnson. Well, he is being sued by his family for mismanaging his late father's business. All those stories and more coming up in the next half hour, so don't go anywhere. Oh, 
Tune in to That's Entertainment, the number one source of entertainment news and pop culture every Wednesday afternoon with the host Tammy Jones Gibbs, right here on Block Talk Radio. We have 27 minutes left remaining in the show. That was new music from Chris Breezy, Chris Brown in Tempo. Before we went to the break, I was telling you about uh, Steve Harvey has once again found himself in a huge scandal. New reports suggested that the TV personality is sued for allegedly stalking, harassing, and even murdering someone's emotional state of mind. According to Radar Online, Elsie Berry filed a $5 million lawsuit against Harvey on March 8th. Berry, who is the widow of What's Happening star Fred Berry, claimed that she was offered to participate on a reality TV show called Widow Wise and ex celebrity wise, and reached out to Harvey ex Mary Vaughn to join her on the show in 2013. Barry stressed that she didn't know that Vaughn signed a non disclosure agreement that banned her from speaking about her past marriage and any problems they had. Harvey then allegedly accused her of being a co conspirator and extortionist. She believed he did that to shatter and murder her emotional state of mind through the Texas court with a lie for years. It got worse. Uh, Barry said that Harvey uses considerable financial resource and power to frame and deframe her. In addition, she claimed that he even followed her to one of her relatives' home once, and at the end of 2013, she finally reported him to the police, saying he made threats on her life, and later on, she filed a request for a restraining order. In January of 2014, Barry claimed that she requested Harvey to issue a formal apology, but he refused. And... um, she was also Miss Barry. She was forced to be silent for four years in order to protect what little image she had left and to protect Vaughn while Harvey paraded around making false allegations against both Barry and Vaughn, so the court document, uh, according to the t- court document. Um, she is now requesting court protection due to all the malicious scare tactics from Harvey and his bullies. She also demands $5 million and an apology, Meanwhile, Harvey has not responded to the lawsuit. And Zayn Malik already is moving on from Gigi Hadid. The Pillow Talk hitmaker has recently followed Demi Lovato on Twitter following his shocking split from the 22-year-old model. Interesting, he unfollowed both Gigi and her mom, Yolanda Hadid, on Instagram. Zayn and Gigi announced on Tuesday, March 13, that they called it quit after dating for two years. Both of them took to Twitter to share a statement addressing the split. Gigi wrote, quote, I'm forever grateful for the love, time, and life lesson that Z and I shared. I want nothing but the best for him and will continue to support him as a friend that I have immense respect and love for. As for the future, whatever meant to be will always be. Unquote. And then Zane, he meanwhile wrote that he and Gigi had an incredible, meaningful, loving, and fun relationship. And he said he has a huge amount of respect and adoration for her as a woman and as a friend. She has such an incredible soul. Unquote. And he said he's grateful to all his fans for respecting this difficult decision and privacy at this time. And uh, he wished the news would have come from from them first, but he has love for everyone. Zane and Victoria's Secret model first sparked romance rumors in November 2015 after they were spotted leaving an American musical award after party together. The two eventually confirmed the rumors when they made their red carpet debut as a couple at the 2016 Met Gala. They took a brief break shortly after the gala but rekindled their romance that summer. 
And are things over now between Big Sean and Janae Aiko? Well, the singer has unfollowed her boyfriend on Instagram, followed rumors about Sean getting cozy with Nicole Scherzinger at an Oscar after party. Aiko reportedly heard about it despite no video or photo evidence to prove Sean alleged cheating behavior, and she's understandably upset. She was pissed. She confronted him about it, and he didn't really deny it. That's what, according to some source. Now, Aiko and Sean first sparked dating rumors in mid-2016 after they worked together under the moniker 2088. At the time, she was still married to Dot the Genius. They were married in 2014. In August of 2016, Aiko filed for for divorce from her 31-year-old record producer and has since gone public with her relationship with Sean. In October last year, the Bad Peace songstress showed her love for the rapper by getting his face inked on her arm above the elbow. The tattoo drew mixed reaction from her fans, with some of them saying things like, wow, beautiful tat and commitment, maybe one day I'll love a guy enough to tattoo his face on me. Later the same year, they sparked wedding rumors after Sean showed off what appeared to be a wedding ring at a Halloween party. The couple was said to have secretly tied a knot in a private ceremony in Hawaii, but the rumors were never confirmed. Now, here's the latest. I I read that... uh, Janine Echo had put those rumors aside saying that they're still together and that that's all it was, a rumor, that there was nothing, he wasn't cheating on her. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. We're going to follow the story. And as production wrap on season five of the hit series Power, Stars has announced an early renewal for an additional sixth season with producer and co-star Curtis 50 Cent Jackson scheduled to make his directorial debut with the season six premiere. In the meantime, season five will begin airing on Sunday, July 1st at 9 p.m. Eastern. And from the creator and showrunner Courtney A. Kemp, Power has continued to perform for the network growing with each season and establishing several all-time high performances for viewership. Season 4 averaged about 9.3 million multi-platform viewers per episode and is the most watched franchise for stars, averaging about 7.4 million multi-platform viewers for all four seasons. Power also ranked number 3 among premium scripted series for viewers and was a top 3 Sunday night program on Nielsen's social ranking 9 out of 10 Week, nine out of ten week. Um, the cast, which is led by Amari Hardwick as James Ghost St. Patrick, a man trying to escape his role as a drug kingpin for a legitimized life in the elite of NYC. Joseph Sakura as his brother in arm in the drug business. Tommy Egan, Notori Norton, uh, they play. Uh, she plays Ghost's fierce wife, Tasha St. Patrick, and Leela Lauren is his first love. Assistant U.S. Attorney Angela Valdez. Now, the series is a recent recipient recipient of the three of three 2018 NAACP Image Awards, including Outstanding Drama Series and Outstanding Actor in a Drama Series, and a 2017 People Choice Award for Favorite Premium Drama Series. The show is also produced by G-Unit Films and Television, the production company launched by 50 Cent, and Canton Atmosphere Entertainment, M.M. 
Now, Meek Mill's mother is calling on Philadelphia's district attorney to step in and help her jail son. The plea by Kathy Williams came during a news conference yesterday on Tuesday before the start of a criminal justice panel at the University of Pennsylvania. Williams criticized the judge who sentenced Mills to two to four years in prison last fall for violating probation on a roughly decade-old gun and drug case. Although Judge Janice Brickley is under FBI investigation for partial treatment of the rapper, an appeal court in December denied a request to free the 30-year-old on bail. Williams want District Attorney Larry Krasner to get on the move and look into what's happening in Pennsylvania. Mills' rep previously asked that the District Attorney Office intervene in the case. D.A. Krasner has declined to comment on the request. As previously reported, Philadelphia social justice leaders and students from various local universities gathered Tuesday for the citywide panel reform, bringing injustice to light to discuss Mills' current legal troubles and the criminal justice system overall. And Jules Santana has been ordered to remain behind bars after surrendering to police on several gun charges. The rapper, whose real name is Laurent James, became an un, uh, became a wanted man after fleeing from net, uh, fleeing from Newark International Airport on Friday when a loaded firearm was allegedly discovered in his bag at a TSA checkpoint. He turned himself in to the cops at the Port Authority Police Department early Monday and was booked for possession of a firearm by a convicted felon and carrying a weapon on an aircraft, both of which carries a 10-year maximum sentence. He was also booked for unlawful possession of a weapon, possession of drugs, and on an unspecified federal warrant. Santana, who is now 36, appeared before... Uh, Magistrate Judge Joseph Dixon on Monday afternoon and was remanded in federal custody pending his preliminary hearing on March 26. Santana was previously convicted for manufacturing and selling drugs in 2013, which bans him from carrying a gun. Now, how stupid can you be? With all due respect, Jules Santana, why would you care, knowing that you was convicted for selling drugs, for manufacturing drugs, and banned from carrying a gun, and you don't think that, and then here you go, five years later, coming on the airplane, getting going through the uh, security point with a loaded gun. I mean, people just don't think. Really. A uh, former It's a Different World actor, Daryl M. Bell, who played Dwayne Wade's friend, Ron Johnson, was once sued by his family for mismanaging his fa- his late father's business. Uh, in case you didn't know, Daryl comes from a very wealthy family, and his father, the late Travers Bell Jr., became the first founder of a black-owned member firm of the New York Stock Exchange in 1971. With only 175 k in capital, He developed Daniels & Bell, Inc., a security firm on Wall Street that was worth nearly $15 million by the time of his passing in 1988. Now, Travis was also a major shareholder in Freedom National Bank and Coca-Line Chocolate Company, the company that made made, uh, chocolate chips for Nabisco. When Travers passed away at the age of 46 from a heart attack, he left his multimillion-dollar business to his son, Darrell. However, Darrell ended up losing most of his dad's million due to inexperience. As such, his father, Widow, and two of his aunts sued him for mishandling the funds. 
A Superior Court probate judge in Morris County, New Jersey, eventually rules that Bell's lack of business skills destroyed the multimillion estate left by his father rather than wrongdoing as charged in the lawsuit. After it was all said and done, Darrell's father business plummeted from a net worth of $14.9 million to $1 million. The business owned several debtors, uh, they, including the IRS, which has a $2.3 million stake in the estate uh, at the time, according to the report. But you know what? This is not, you know what? How can you, and see, this is a problem, because how can you have, we keep forgetting that this is not really Daryl's fault because he was not taught how to run the business. He had no business experience. So he was just going in blind. And for the 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 wife um for the wife to say uh his 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 two aunts and his wife sued him how come they didn't step in and help him out? How come they didn't say, you know what, we're gonna help run the business together? How I mean, that was just not right. So I mean, that was nobody's fault but his dad's fault, you know, and no disrespect and the and the wife and the aunts. How come the aunt and the wife didn't say, you know what, Daryl, we're gonna help run it together? You know, it's easy to sue somebody for me. You know what it is? The, the, he lost all the money. They probably were sitting back enjoy, enjoy, enjoying the fruits of the dad's labor, the husband's labor, and just just didn't didn't bother to learn the business or didn't think ahead to say, you know, one day, you know, we might eventually take it over, the kids might take it over, show them what to do while you're still here. So we never think of what's going to happen in the, you know, we look at the big picture. We don't look at the, uh, what's further down the road. So right now we have here 15 minutes left remaining in the show. I'm going to go ahead and take another music break and I'll be back with the last remaining stories of the day. So don't go anywhere. Yeah, yeah. 
Jason Derulo featuring French Montana and Tiptoe. All right, so right now we still we got uh, ten minutes left remaining in the show. Uh, before I continue, I want to give a shout out to uh, Know Your Enemy. Hi, No, thank you for tuning in today. For the last remaining stories for the week, this woman that's accusing Trey Song of assault spoke out for the first time at a press conference in Los Angeles today. Andrea Wetter. Uh, was flanked by her attorney, Lisa Bloom, as she held back tears and shared how Trey allegedly hit her so hard she vomited from a concussion. Uh, I'm sorry, it was yesterday, Tuesday. Um, According to the report, Trey and Andrea were at a Hollywood Hill party when the singer allegedly struck her in the face repeatedly because she was talking to another man. Now, Vera, who claimed she had known songs for about three years, wants an apology from him. She also said witnesses watched the attack and did nothing. She wants them to come forward, too. Now, according to Bloom, an investigator allegedly hired by songs had been harassing Andrea's family. They have not filed a civil suit, but Bloom said it is possible. Vera hired Bloom and went to court to get a restraining order against Trey. In her complaint, she accused him of choking her out and throwing two of her cell phones down a hill when she tried calling an Uber. According to TMZ, she filed a police report and went to the hospital. Trey's attorney, Sean Holly, said there are witnesses who dispute Andrea's account. Cops are now investigating. What is going on with Trey's songs? He used to be a good person. Now he wants to be a bad boy? I just, I'm just shocked. Um, T.I. and Tiny have put their rumored marital issues on the side and teamed up to settle a hefty IRS debt. According to a certificate of release of federal tax lien filed by the IRS on March 5th, the reality TV star paid off their tax lien of $1 million. The debt was a tribute to income the couple earned in 2012. While uh, Tiny is reportedly now in the clear, T.I. is still on the hook for a 2013 lien in the amount of $3,173,476.39 and and a 2014 lien for $1,640,000, and that has not yet been settled. And Matt Damon and Ben Affleck are taking a step towards ensuring diversity at their production company. The actors will adopt inclusion writers for projects made through their Pearl Street films, according to heads of strategic outreach at the production company, Fanchin, Cox, and DiGiovanni. Cox DiGiovanni tweeted Monday, responding to Michael B. Jordan's tweet from last week, in which he announced that his production company, Outlier, 
Allier Society will also begin adopting inclusion riders. An inclusion rider may be included in production contracts to mandate gender and racial diversity on set. Stacy Smith, director of USC Annenberg Media Diversity and Social Change Initiative, was the first to float the idea of an inclusion rider in a 2014 guest column for The Hollywood Reporter, but it was Frances McDormand who took the idea nationwide during her Best Actress Oscar acceptance speech at the 90th Annual Academy Awards. According to Smith, the writer focuses on improving diversity in such jobs as cinematography, production design, sound, first and second AD, editor, visual effects, and composer, and supporting roles that do not affect stories sovereignty or interfere with financing or insurance. And the game has allegedly failed to pay pay his court order of seven million judgment in his sexual assault case. The rapper real name Jay Sean Taylor was sued for ten million by Priscilla Rainey, a contestant on his twenty fifteen VH one reality series She Got Game, in which women compete for his infection. She claims that the game assaulted her while filming a scene in a Los Angeles bar. He lost the case in late 2016, and a $7 million default judgment was handed down on Rainey's favor, but she has yet to see a dime, according to new documents filed on March 1st. And after a kind of a false start last week is now official, Jay-Z and Beyonce are joining forces for the newly announced On the Run 2 Stadium Tour. Kicking off Wednesday, June 6th in Cardiff, UK, the international outing will stop in 15 cities across the UK and Europe and 21 cities in North America. The tour is presented by Live Nation Global Touring in association with Parkwood Entertainment and Rock Nation. Tickets will go on sale to the general public starting Monday, March 19th at LiveNation.com and all usual outlets. On-sale dates and times vary. And remember singer Carrie Hilson? She's been doing a lot of acting lately. Well, she had previously spoken on her self-imposed seven-year musical hiatus that she says was caused by hitting rock bottom. Now she's speaking publicly again about her battle with depression. The songstress addressed her mental health issue that she believed was triggered by personal and professional mistakes and the end of an 11-year relationship. The Pretty Girl Rock was at the top of the charts and was bearing the weight of some personal and professional mistakes that they just weighed on so heavy on her spirit that she just wasn't herself. And uh, she also added that the media headline had an intense negative impact on her because of the attacks on her character. Meanwhile, Hilson got emotional during the interview with uh, psychic medium Reginald Lewis on a segment for Steve Harvey, Steve Daytime show when discussing her seven-year hiatus from the musical music industry. The uh, psychic uh, told Hilson that her grandmother wanted her to be at peace and make a musical comeback. So um, hopefully Carrie will be making that comeback. Um, And, you know, you have to crawl before you walk, you know. So we're hoping Carrie the best. And um, how many of you guys watch that show, SWAT? Well, SWAT star Paige Kennedy, he has been arrested for felony domestic violence, and this is according to TMZ. 
The 41-year-old who credits include bones and cold case was allegedly in a fight at his home Saturday night with a woman. Law enforcement said that the verbal argument turned physical and someone called 911. Police discovered that the alleged victim had minor injuries, which was enough to prompt Kennedy's arrest. He was held on $50,000 bail before being released on Sunday. And uh, the Paramount Network and the award-winning filmmaker Derek Murray has joined forces for a new original documentary on the life and legacy of our country's legendary statesman, Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. Premiering on Wednesday, April 4th at 9 p.m. Eastern, I Am MLK, Jr., on the 50th anniversary of his tragic assassination, tells the story and celebrates the life of this American icon from an engaging contemporary perspective structure around seminal events of the civil rights movement. I am MLK Jr. featured interviews with key features, uh, figures rather, ranging from history-changing civil rights era activists such as Reverend Jesse Jackson, Ambassador Andrew Young, Congressman John Lewis, and Reverend Al Sharpton, to contemporary writers, activists, and influencers in sports, entertainment, and media such as Van Jones, Camelo Anthony, Nick Cannon, Sean King, Malcolm Jennings, and more. Dr. King used the power of his word to lead movements in nonviolence acts of resistance such as protests, grassroots organization, and civil disobedience in the fight to achieve equality for African Americans in the United States. From the Montgomery bus boycott to the Freedom Rise to the March on Washington, D.C., I Am MLK Jr. gives an in-depth look into these pivotal moments through the powerful lens of Dr. King and his closest confidence. The film will filter history through a human perspective and illustrate aspects of the private side of Dr. King's work and life by exploring moments of personal challenge. I am MLK Jr. will connect the issues facing Dr. King then and the movement for equality today sparked by recent significant moments ranging from Ferguson, Missouri to Charlottesville, Virginia and even to the NFL sidelines. And Nick Gordon, who was accused by Bobby Brown of being responsible for the death of his daughter, Bobby Christina, has once again been busted for domestic violence. Gordon was arrested in Seminole, Florida, for an incident referred to as battery touch or strike in another way of listing it as a domestic violence case. He posted a $500 bond, but it has not been released as of yet, according to the TMZ reports. The arresting officer said he saw visible marks on the girlfriend and placed Gordon under arrest, even though he, you know, <laughs> he, it, it's just crazy because even though he was, uh, I just lost my place here, he, they, yeah, they saw visible marks on the girlfriend and placed him under arrest, even though the woman refused to press charges. Now, if the, this domestic violence thing with Gordon sounds familiar, it's because he also was arrested in June of 2017 for domestic violence involving a new girlfriend, Laura Leal, but the woman stopped co- cooperating and the charges were dropped. As reported in the past, Gordon was under scrutiny in connection with Bobby Christina's death in 2015. There were allegations of domestic violence in the house just before she was found dead in a bathtub. And, by the way, the investigation was never closed. Meanwhile, Gordon lost a wrongful death suit and is on the hook for $36 million to Bobby Christina's estate. 
And uh, Nicki Minaj apparently decides to take a break from social media in order to put all of her focus in creating music for her highly anticipated fourth album, although some insiders said that there was whispering that her absence was due to a current stint in drug rehab. Whenever she decides to emerge, Minaj will reportedly be ready to take back her crown from Cardi B. Another source told said that there was no truth to the competitiveness. Minaj fan launched a Nikki is Missing campaign after the rapper took a break last year from posting her every move on social media, but the source claims she simply is off making new music. Minaj shot a feature for the March issue of Vogue, which indicated new material may be underway. And Tyra Perry, uh, Tyler Perry has cast Tiffany Haddish to star opposite Tika Sumter and Amari Harwick in his latest comedy, The List. Perry is directing from his own script and producing for Paramount Players, MSN.com. Paramount Pictures launched Paramount Players in June with veteran producer and executive Brian Robbins in charge. Haddish will portray a wild woman who gets released from prison and reunites with her sister, played by Sumter. Sumter character is an online relationship is in an online relationship with a man that may be catfishing her. The studio has already set a November 2nd release date for the film. Tiffany stole the show by presenting at the Academy Awards on Sunday night when she appeared on stage with Maya Rudolph. Viewers took to social media to rave how the duo should host future award shows after their two-minute bit caught plenty of laughs. Haddish is also gearing up to host the MTV Movie and TV Awards in June and star with Kevin Hart in Universal Night School, which will hit theaters on September 14. Paramount Pictures, uh, Paramount Players has also tapped uh, Taraji P. Henson to star in What Men Want, a gender-bending remake of the comedy What Women Want, and the studio also announced deals last week for Gucci Mane's biopic. And Haddish also became the first black female standout comic to host Saturday Night Live last November while wearing her $4,000 Alexander McQueen gown on the show. Well, that will do it for me for this week. Tune in next time when we do it all over again. You've been listening to Zaps Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs. Have a great week. Stay safe, and I'll talk to you next time. Take care.